Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Lauren. And welcome to Gleek, Please, with Emily and Lauren. I I love Glee, you know, but I also hate it. Um, yeah, everyone does. You're not a fan if you don't hate it. And that's a fact. How are you doing today, Emily? I'm fantastic. I'm having a great time. Really excited for this. Me too. You know, it's it's about about ding dang time we did this. You know, because I I've been wanting to do a great podcast for like no, I don't know, maybe a year. And then one day I was like, you know, I really want to do this. So just we're a duo, and that's fine. Honestly, truly, tell the people yeah. how we met. So, um, don't know if you know what Wattpad is, um, but it's a little writing community. We are pretty great at our jobs writing yes. Glee fanfic. And we don't even get paid for it. So, um, you know? Yeah. Where's our money? We're so good. Where's that? Right. I'm giving yeah. people this, this quality content. We are giving people this quality content for free. So you're welcome. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, I don't even... <laughs> I don't even really officially remember. We just. Um, I think you started reading my story and then we just kind of became friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. I'm I was like, she says what she wants and I love that about her. Yes. We love to see it. And I, and I love that about you too. You know, we just, we be twinning and it's just so funny because we don't even be trying. But no, we're just, that's why we're besties. So yeah, we met through we met through Wattpad. Anyways, I'm Lauren. I am 21 years old, and I am a Leo. If that tells you anything. I am Emily. I'm 20, 21 at the end of this month. Okay, let's, let's it make is that currently clear. August of 2021. Yeah, it is currently August. August. You better comment on my Instagram. Um, that's a fact. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Virgo, and I think that makes a lot of sense. It's very important to me. Yes, and yeah. how did I get into Glee? I don't even remember, first of all. I just, I remember I used to watch it with my mom sometimes, but it wasn't like consistently, because it came out in 2009. I was in the fourth grade in 2009, you know, I wasn't thinking supposed to be watching that, but I don't, I really like it, just, it was never consistent, you know, and I was, and yeah, <laughs> and I, I remember, you know, I was in seventh or eighth grade in 2012. And, you know, I remember hearing about Corey and hearing, you know, just being sad. And I remember watching the quarterback episode. And then, you know, when I took that hiatus and then we came back with a Katie or a Gaga. Sorry, spoilers for season five. I'm not going to talk about the episode, so. And after that, I just kind of stopped watching it, and a lot of people did, though, and then I came back, like, I don't know, maybe the summer of, after my junior year, and that's when I, like, fully rewatched the show, and, you know, and apparently I've been obsessed ever since, but that's a whole other topic for a whole other time. How about you? How did you get into it? Um, I feel like I started watching with their mom, like, I don't know, because <laughs> no I I think okay I don't know why I just remember it so vividly but the first episode I ever watched was with Sadie Hawkins mm. 
that's all the way in season and I four. Don't, yeah, I know. Well, because I was just flipping through cable, and mm-hmm. then, they, and I was like, oh, this is my thing. So, yeah, so Sadie Hawkins was the first thing I watched. Thankfully, it was after, you know, um, Tina's song, because um, no one wants to see that. <laughs> no spoilers, yeah. though. <laughs> Never would have watched the show. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but uh, I watched that, and then it was on Netflix, so I watched the whole thing, and I've been obsessed since I was about 13, and... It may be a coping mechanism. Um, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it with my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Same, literally. Let's see, yeah, we just, yeah, I don't, re- I don't really remember, but here we are now, and I'm staring at, the, currently staring at this 34-disc set of Glee, the complete series that my parents got me for Christmas. So I guess you could say I'm obsessed. I guess you could call me a Greek. I don't know. I don't know. I think let's just. Yeah. Those commercials. Those commercials. I'm a Greek. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, they kick in my fight or flight response. Like, I can't. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm almost saying saying a little spoiler. We're not going to do that, though. Okay. You know. This is our, technically our pilot. So speaking of pilots, let's just get into the episode. You feel me? Okay. Yes, we should. So I don't even know. This is we're kind of kind of improvising. I mean, yes, I have my notes right here, but I don't, I just want to go into them. I don't know. <laughs> so right now I have Glee Wiki pulled up, and I don't know. I have something, but I'm going to go into that later. So, so tell us about, like, I don't know. What is the premise of Glee? Go, just start there. Okay. So, Glee um, is about um, a Spanish teacher who takes over the high school Glee Club and basically just helps these outcasts get through high school through music and dance. And it's the worst show on television, also the best show on television. Yes. Um, that's basically the premise. It's just wild and kooky mm-hmm. uh, musical. If you're into that, watch it. Yes. Facts. It's great giving, yeah. If you, even if you're not a theater kid, you know, if you like music, if you like to sing, you like to dance, then that might be the show for you. It's been, here we are over 10 years later that from when the pilot premiered, that the pilot premiered and what's the specific day? Let's look at it, hold on. So before we get into when it was, <clears throat> excuse me, when it aired, so it was, it was directed by Ryan Murphy and written by Brian, dang. Okay, the Glee pilot first premiered in, on May 19th, 2009. That is the day before my sister's birthday. And then they dropped the extended director's cut on September 2nd, 2009. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good to know. 
I was still eight then. My birthday hadn't even come up. Okay. So let's just start off with how the episode starts off. First thing we see is a cheerleader jumping in the air, posing, cheesing, giving us a show face. And then we hear the first ever line by the future icon that is Coach Sue Sylvester. What the heck did she say? I don't even, I don't even know. Was it the water boarding I think, I think it was. You think that you think this is hard? Try being waterboarded. That's hard. And you know, I think that really set the tone for the episode. Really. Yeah. Just Sue being the first thing that you actually hear in this mm-hmm. show immediately sets the tone. It lets you know this show's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a lot of shows that were out in 2009. You know, not that I was really watching anything other than the Disney and Nick and Cartoon Network, but I think that was probably one of the few shows, excluding movies, that I was watching that wasn't like mm-hmm. technically a kid show. You know, it was more for preteens and teens mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then maybe skipping over it, but. No, and then we cut to Will Schuster, who was pulling up in that little clunker muffler dragon on the ground, sparks flying. And then we cut to a football player standing around the dumpster. And then we meet Kurt Hummel and Ben Hudson and Noah Puckerman. We really don't think his name was mentioned, though. We just know it's Puck. Yeah, we down. I don't think they mentioned his name in the pilot. Like, yeah, he had a line. Yeah. That was it. And if they did, then sorry that we misspoke. But I don't think they do. Yeah. And then we we find we immediately find out what kind of kind of a little bit about Kurt's personality, and yeah. you know his signature. Mark Jacobs coat, not signature, Mark Jacobs coat from the new collection. And then we also find out a little bit about Finn, where he stops, where he stops his friends from throwing Kurt into the dumpster and then he takes Kurt's jacket for him. And then they dump him in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know what happens after that. <laughs> Some of the stuff I just kind of, you know. Yeah. It's episode, you know. They have to. Yeah. <laughs> so first thing I have written down is um oh so then we cut to Will Schuster and Ken Tanaka, the football coach, standing in front of what used to be a coffee machine. And we found out that Principal Figgins got rid of the coffee machine. Why? Because Sue Sylvester went over budget. $600 to be exact. <laughs> it was because she, they, she needed money to get the Cheerio with a, new, a nutrition, nutritionalist. Nutritionist? Whatever. Nutritionist. Mm-hmm. And then we meet Emma Pillsbury, who is... Just call her quirky for now, for like a yeah. 
better definition? What do you, what do you have? Okay, um, so one of the biggest things I wrote was the Sandy experience. Is that before? So the reason, um, it's like, yeah, like that's right in the, um, the lunchroom because they're talking about Sandy getting fired, Will and Emma are. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, Sandy was the old Glee Club teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, he got fired inappropriately touching student um he only got reported because our uh, one and only protagonist <laughs> slash antagonist uh <laughs> um reported that because hank saunders got the solo and she didn't and yeah. that's great hilarious i have i have a few i have a couple things written down and it's and it's about when when Sue talked about how she got her Cheerios a nutritionist, her Cheerios are her, her cheerleaders. Um, and then Emma responds, since when we're cheerleaders performers, yikesers. <laughs> and, then, and then Sue responds, your resentment is delicious. <laughs> okay, and then, yeah, so. Rachel reports Sandy Ryerson, and then we find out that Will wants to take over the Glee Club. And then we cut to, well not cut, but yeah, we go to Will, he's laying in bed, and he's thinking of a name for the new Glee Club, which my question is, why, what, not why, what happened to the members of the first Glee Club? Was it so bad that they just left? Yeah. <laughs> or, cause yeah, like- I mean, I don't know, cause there was that one cut scene where it's showing Sandy's Glee Club and like Tina's in there. Um, yeah, Tina's in there and Mercedes is. That's in like a scene that was cut from the, um, from the airing. You can find it like on YouTube or something. That's a deleted scene. Like where did they all go? They're singing uh, a chor the chor I think it's like the theme basically of a, of a chorus line. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You're the one singular sensation. Yeah, that one. So I I'm wondering, it. was it so bad that everybody just left? Golly. So, yeah. Will decides to name the new Glee Club the New Directions. And you can hear it right there that play on words is not it but my problem is why did he just go with the first name that came up off the dome <laughs> yeah all the names um and you know why shirtless in bed why why is that when you think of the name am i the way the way terry's laying in bed you know that's fine and he's laying straight on will's laying straight on his back i'm sorry terry is his wife and Will's laying straight on his back, but they're like holding hands. It just looks uncomfortable, but that's, you know, it doesn't really matter. But so I was like, why, why are they sitting like that? But yeah, and I'm on, on Glee Wiki, it says in the, under errors, in the extended director's cut, the opening flashback scene shows the then choir director, Lillian Adler, welcoming the sing stations to nationals. 
yeah, the sync stations is honestly better than the new directions. I don't know. He could have came up with a better name. Yeah. Name to be determined and let the kids come up with it. I don't know. It kind of cut out. Say that again. So, um, in case you didn't know, my fan fiction is called New Directions. Uh, so I am legally not allowed to make fun of the name New Directions. I don't know. In future, spoiler, in future episodes, Rachel refers to them as the New Directions. We had the new directions, and I don't know. I can still hear it, but I don't know. I just don't really care for the name anyway. But that's whatever, though. Um, so we got a new Glee Club, the new directions, <laughs> and we see our first person to sign up. The queen, the future queen, and the underrated queen of the Glee Club, Mercedes Jones. Oh, and so good. Yes, who I would later go on to form my personality around. <laughs> um, yeah, so she sings, yes, she sings Respect by Aretha Franklin, killed it as usual. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Kurt Hummel singing Mr. Cellophane from Chicago. And mm-hmm. I, I wrote, Kurt is right under the pitch. And <laughs> Wow. I love him so much, but we just, you know, the, the sass is a lot, is, it was kind of funny because Mr. Cellophane is not really about showing personality, it's about nobody caring about yeah. the personality because they can't even see you. Yeah, the hair flick, <laughs> I love it. When he says, when he holds out the word no, I was like, I love the placement, the vowel placement king. <laughs> And he had it out for like, I don't know, five beats. And I was like, that's actually hilarious. He's going for it. He's it's like, you need to count a tenor. I'm here. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then. Out of her. And then you do the, the last two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we go into Miss Tina Cohen Chang singing I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. Um, and if they didn't want us to headcanon her as a she, they, bisexual, uh, why did they make her sing that song? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Those are the questions we want answers to. Yeah. Um, I had that's how it down. is. Um, I had written down that, I don't know if this was like a choice by Jenna Oshkowitz. Is that how you say her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That she, it kind of sounded like she was singing the whole song in chest voice or the whole audition little part. And it wasn't really working for her. Like, no shade. But, like, mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Yeah, like 2009 version. Mm-hmm. That, it sounds a lot better than the pilot version. And yeah, and that's because, sorry, spoiler alert for season six. That's just because her voice matured more. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, she definitely sounded better. Yeah. Um, also, Artie never got an, ad- an audition. Um, yeah. Until the 2009. Um, like, I realized that. I wrote that down, and I didn't even realize that I hadn't written Artie's down until this is very moment. Yeah. Yeah. And considering he's the quote-unquote male lead until Finn. Mm-hmm. For, like, what, a day? Yeah, a day. Um, 
We should have gotten an audition. Also, Kevin McHale, most talented. Underrated, underrated king. We king. love him to death. Yes. Mm. And then we cut to the that we later find out is the we quickly find out is the main character because she gets what the first voiceover on the show I think yeah I might be wrong I think <clears throat> Will might have earlier in the episode yeah it was Will and um anyways so yeah Rachel, I said, Rachel chooses the most overdone audition song ever. She sang On My Own from Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Which Leah, Leah Michelle also sang for her um, audition for Glee, fun fact. Mm-hmm. And also fun fact, she, Leah Michelle auditioned to play, to play Eponine in the 2012 movie of Les Mis, and mm-hmm. I'm glad she did not get it. Over Samantha Banks, Queen, love her. I try not to bash people too much, but yeah. I couldn't see Leah Michelle really playing that part. I don't know. I mean, she played it with Bowl, but that's about it. Yeah. Because, yeah. I don't know. You know, they sing live in that movie. Everything yeah. was sang, everything was sung live. And Hugh Jackman, he didn't it was I think it was for like bring him home. He didn't really sound the best. Because they that man they had no water. That man was starving. That's another topic though. Um <laughs> and then we after as Rachel does her audition, you cut to her voiceover and where she talked about reporting Sandy. And I, I don't know. I don't really know what I wanted to say here. I said, did Rachel report Sandy for her own personal vendetta or did she do it for the good of the Glee Club? It was never... We can ins- insinuate. Is that the word I want to say? Yeah. We can assume that it was for a personal vendetta. In that cutscene that's deleted, Rachel wasn't in there, was she? I don't think she was, man. I think it was just Mercedes and Tina that were in there. So Rachel um, is a star. Well, she wants to be a star. She is convinced she is the most talented person to ever grace uh, the sacred halls of McKinley High. Uh, so she posts singing videos on MySpace every day. Um, she also, in fact, has two gay dads, um, <laughs> which <laughs> makes her personality. Yes, she said. She's like, she, she is not homophobic. Yeah, she called it being born out of love. I was like, that's cute. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's some some issues with her family situation throughout the seasons, but we'll we'll come to that when we get to it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's really a fun fact, but the so you cut to Rachel staring at her, into her locker, and she's looking at the picture of her and her dad's. Who are these men? We don't know because when they we actually mm-hmm. meet Rachel's dads, they are complete two completely different actors. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I do prefer the Hiram and Leroy that we know. Yes. Versus pictures. Is a Hiram? Uh, I say Hiram. I don't know. 
I say hi. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care. Not like no shade because I don't dislike her dads, but I don't really care for them either. They weren't shown mm -hmm. enough. And yeah. Rachel's parents and Finn and Kurt's parents were like the really the only people that we got to meet from the majority. Mm -hmm. of, there were there were other people's parents, but I'm not gonna go into that yet because I don't want to give a whole bunch of spoilers. Yeah. Um, I said. She said they her dad's mixed their sperm together in a turkey baster. So, so they don't know which one is her biological dad. And I said, spoiler alert for the Jane the Virgin fans, this TV show. It says giving Petra from Jane the Virgin. She got pregnant by Raphael using a turkey baster. You know. Mm -hmm. We'd love to see it. We immediately find out what type of person Rachel is from just this little voiceover that she has. My Rachel posting on MySpace every day. I said, does she even have any friends on there? How many views does she get? They no, I mean, all, all she gets is eight. So. Eight views. And they're awful quick for Bray. <laughs> yeah. um, feels a little fruity to me. Oh, yeah. All right. But that is something for another future episode. I wrote this. This is not even really in the topic of the show. But I wrote the G, the official Glee logo, is the only letter that's not touching the other ones. So every time I see it, I'll be thinking, it's like, I'm like, is that the, is that the official logo? And I'm like, yeah, it is. I don't know. I just don't like that they're not all touching. <laughs> I've never noticed that. I wrote in reference to Rachel posting on MySpace every day. I said she really milking on my own for everything it's worth. Because the video she posted was her also her singing on my own. Mm -hmm. And also that also said the first episode already is already showing that Rachel is the main character. Why did she get to have mm -hmm. the longest audition time? I think they had like her whole voiceover for like. I think it's like the whole song of On My Own. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we don't hear all of it, but she got to end her song as opposed to why everybody got like, what, 16 bars? Yeah. 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 I mean, like, the audition's good, but I feel like everybody should be shown the same amount. Mm-hmm. Did we name a show Artie? Justice for Artie Abrams. Okay, and then we cut to the first Glee Club, Glee Club meeting ever uh, for the New Directions. And they are singing, sit down, you're rocking the boat from Guys and Dolls. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on that performance? Listen, okay. it's, it's a little messy. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like it's not as bad as they think it was. Yeah, that's what I feel. <laughs> Aside from you know the ending and already ending up against the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said <laughs> Kurt not wanting to lift Tina up on that move. It's like oh no. And then I wrote that Brad. He was feeling that song. He was. <laughs> oh, it was funny. And yeah, the the vocals were actually really good. It was just the choreo. But my problem with that whole scene is Mr. Shoe's face. Why is he like so freaking disgusted with them? 
yeah he's like his face is like annoyed I'm like it's I was like it's literally the first ever rehearsal forget you bro he just is unnecessarily dramatic with his face about it yeah like I felt like they did pretty good for a first rehearsal yeah most no experience and I think that was like the first one of the first showings of him not being qualified to teach at the league club. Hello. And then I observed Rachel's outfit. She had like um had on like <laughs> a suit vest, you know what I mean? And she had a tie. And then she had like this skirt. I don't know what type of material it was. And then she had tights. And I don't even know what type of shoes she had on. I was like, what the devil is this outfit? It was a mess. <laughs> yeah. And then her know. iconic line after um, after the song ends. There's another about show choir. Yes. Her first ever storm out of many on the series. So then it cuts to like her in the stands and Mr. Uh-huh. Also, let's talk about how she changed her outfit. Like the whole outfit's different. He mentions that. He mentions that. Yeah, he said, you changed out your costume. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figured out that was actually about something else, a scene that they didn't put in. Yeah. yeah. It was about the episode where they had wore the costumes from Nationals. It was like the disco costumes. Yeah. yeah so they just thought that would work fine, mm-hmm. that what she wore for the performance was not her actual style of which it totally was <laughs> yeah <coughs> excuse me yeah. and this then, is where i started to get a little pissed off mm-hmm. he starts out the thing with when i starts out he says you're the best kid in there okay no she's not the worst but she they're all at this point they're all equal talent yeah and <laughs> And she said, everybody hates me. And then she responds, you think Glee Club is going to change that? And he's right. What about Glee Club is going to make people like you? So even he knows that Glee Club is whack. It lowers your social status even lower than it already is. And then Rachel goes on to say she needs a male lead to keep up with her vocally. I said ableism. Literally. And let's talk about how Artie is a better vocalist than Finn. And that's what I said. No shade to Corey. He was a great singer as he trained his voice more. But at the time, Kevin McHale's voice was stronger than his. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm speaking this from like, with knowledge from being in choir. I used to, back in high school, I was in choir all four years. So I like to think I know what I'm talking about. If I don't know what I'm talking about, then I won't speak on it. That's just that. But I, I do know what I'm talking about with this. It was very ableist to say that Rachel, that Artie was not strong enough vocally to sing with Rachel. And I know she only said it just because he was in a wheelchair. Because he had the vocals. Yeah. He was, if he could walk, she wouldn't have a problem. Nope. And even Will looked over it too, because he agreed. It was like this unspoken thing that they didn't think that Artie was a strong enough vocalist. 
because it's wheelchair bound, and that's just the facts. And I know I'm not racing. I I can't be. It's right. It's right there. Smack dab in your face. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Rachel said, "I can't keep wasting my time with Glee." I was like, "After isn't this just after one rehearsal?" Am I tripping? Yeah, I mean, I guess because she was in the original Glee Club, but I don't know. There's not enough information on that. Yeah. And I said, why did you sign up then? I don't know what she thought it was going to be. I th- Actually, I do know. When she got Sandy fired, she assumed that she was going to get all the leads, which, spoiler, is the truth later on in the series, basically. But mm-hmm. she just assumed that straight up from, from the beginning, she was going to get all the, all the leads. And that's why she felt like she was wasting her time. And then... What happens after that? Uh, that comment about being part of something special makes you special, mm-hmm. which is an iconic line in Glee in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't and know if gonna... I agree with it though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like she's putting a lot of pressure on a Glee club to make her special. Exactly. I'm gonna make working on personality, Rachel. I don't know. Rachel was like the definition of like an annoying theater kid. And mm-hmm. as I was watching her for her little argument with Shu about, you know, there's nothing ironic about show choir, I started getting flashbacks to, to my choir days. And I was like, oh no. Was I Rachel Berry? Maybe just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Actual uh, <laughs> choir. Mine was just a chorus class. Mm-hmm. So I was the Rachel of that chorus class because nobody else wanted to be there except for mm-hmm. me. So I got all the leads. Yeah. Because people in there couldn't even sing anyway. Like, Yeah. I got quite a few solos <laughs> back in high school when I think about it. Mm-hmm. I, have, um, I have one every year, whether it was just an actual solo solo or whether it was in a group. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was a lot. I don't think I had one junior year. No, I didn't. Might because I was in magicals, and you know, it's magicals. There aren't really solos in that. I was, I was kind of like Rachel. I was like a mixture of Rachel Berry, Santana, and Mercedes all in one. And is that because I formed my personality off of them unintentionally? Probably. It just keeps you interesting. Yeah. I know I'm not the only one. Can't be. Can't be. Um. So after that. We meet Terry, for real. Yeah, no wonder they don't have money for her pottery barn for the credit card. And we'll get to that scene later, though. And then I said, and then you know, and then we cut to have a little. We had a little scene of Will talking to um, Sandy, and you know, whatever. Don't really care. <laughs> and then Sandy shows us. I think it's Bobby Jack. You remember that little monkey? that mm-hmm. clothing brand and it was always more than clothing i was like that pillow just he had a pillow and it just screamed 2009 i was like wow i was like mm-hmm. the only really the only thing in that whole episode that screamed that it was a period of his time and there's what product of his time sandy reveals that he he's glad he's out of the school uh he's doing better than he ever has because he is now a drug dealer <laughs> Yeah, because he was um, prescribed medical marijuana after his nervous breakdown. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so he gives Will a little sample. <laughs> he says it's free. And what confuses that... me? I wonder mm-hmm. how much time has passed. I'm still confused with like the time limit yeah. in this whole episode. I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell if it's like a couple weeks or a couple months, like or a week. I don't, I don't freaking know. <laughs> I'm assuming it's at, it's at the most a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. It's, but that's like the how the whole show goes. You can't tell how much time has passed. Mm-hmm. It's only a few times that they that they actually specify how much time has passed in certain episodes. Yeah. And it's usually like two weeks or something like that and then i said if she wanted to make more money he should have became a drug dealer that's where the money is people just kidding yeah, that's that's yeah. <laughs> don't become a drug dealer kids <laughs> and then we cut to will um talking to ken tanaka and the football team and i said it's interesting to see these these faces who are never going to be seen again after the pilot <laughs> Oh, literally. I was like, who are these people? Yeah, look at the football team. I said, who are these people? And then we meet the Noah Puckerman, who we don't, I don't think they say his name. And but yeah, uh, yeah, it's Noah Puckerman. Oh, wait, no, I think he does. Because I think he says, Puck, meet me in my office in five minutes. Oh, yeah. I think right. we figured it out. There it is. <laughs> Okay, and then <laughs> Noah's like, "Oh, I can sing." He's like, "You want to hear?" And then the, everybody's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and he goes up to the front, and this this part ain't funny. Well, funny to me. So he goes to the front and he farts, and he walks back to his seat. The funny thing about that scene to me was that Will immediately went and like stood in his fart. <laughs> 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 he stood. <laughs> He, <laughs> he got closer. I don't know why, because first of all, he was not talking to Ken, but he moves closer to Ken and stands smack dab in the middle of Noah's fart. Now you got fart on your pants. <laughs> like, why? So, I don't remember what happens after that. I think it just immediately cuts to the worst scene. One of the worst scenes in this entire series. Yeah. Um. So... Will's checking to see if anybody in the football team has signed up to join the good club. Uh, no, um, it's a bunch of wonderful yeah, little joke. stupid little names like you know, like butt face or like I don't know. <laughs> definitely yeah. a product. Definitely two thousand nine. So two thousand nine. Yeah. Definitely a product of teenage boys on a football team. Um, <laughs> don't expect. The thing is, it, in my high school, the football team, they weren't incompetent. They were actually pretty smart. Like, all of the athletes, you know, you got to keep your grades up in order to stay on the team. So, like, all the athletes were pretty smart. Except for this one. Yeah, I was, like, half and half. Um, my brother was on the football team. So, uh, we'll say he, he was kind of smart. We'll give him props for that. Yeah. Um, just let him know. Um, yeah, anyway, so what, as Will is checking this list, he hears singing, who is it but the quarterback, Mr. Ben Hudson. Hudson King. And he's yeah. singing. Can't stop the feeling. Wait, Mario Speedwagon. Okay. 
And my goodness. And it's the worst scene I've ever seen in my life. Because um, he's just peeping as Finn is singing in the shower. Like, what is he, wrong with you? He stands there and he creeps. And he creeps. And he creeps closer. And then he just stands there and stares at Finn singing in the shower. You heard him sing, now get to getting, okay? Because no. No. Like, what? And then he tries to make it up by saying, I'm watching this kid who doesn't know he has all this talent find himself. No, you're not. You're peeping at a guy in the shower. No. Like, no. <laughs> and then I think we cut to Finn's um, voiceover. And well, we get into a flashback, or is that after? Um, the, the conversation with Will in his office, and then the flashback. Okay. So then we cut to um, Will showing that Finn has, he has found weed in Finn's locker. And Finn says, I don't even know who the chronic lady is. <laughs> oh, Finn. I love him so much. And then, you know, he's basically, and then Will's, because Will blackmails him. Mm-hmm you know because that you know that was this little sample that sandy gave him so then <laughs> it's like i'll pee in a cup i'll pee, I'll pee. <laughs> That's, i love that i love that little scene and then uh. will comes to the ultimatum that he either serves detention for like after school detention for like what three weeks or six weeks or whatever or join the glee club and that's how we got to be where we at (laughs) and then we get finn's flashback Mm -hmm. um and you know he's like i'm a simple guy my dad died in the army my mom's a single mom and how his his life with music started uh, with Carol, his mother, uh, her boyfriend, Darren. Or was it Derek? I don't know. I don't really. He's Darren. Darren. I don't matter. <laughs> I got you. It's Darren. Okay. Uh, yep. Um, and Darren just kind of reassures Finn, like, hey, kid, you got a voice. You should use it. And so, Finn internalized that. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't do anything with it. except for singing in the shower. Yeah. Because, you know, he's caught in the pressure of being the, and the popular guy and dating Quinn for Bray. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then we get to the first rehearsal, first Glee Club rehearsal mm-hmm. with Ben Hudson. And they are singing, you are the, whoa. They're singing, you're the one I want, you're the one that I want from Greece. And love Corey, no shade to him. Ooh, but the high notes. <laughs> right, at the, right at the top of my man's range, there was. Uh, it was too much. Mm. And also, Rachel being crazy on that stage and like literally grabbing Tina's chest. And oh, like, yes. Like, what? Push on, pushed Artie off the stage. And then Mercedes breaks him up with, you know, I'm Beyonce, I ain't no Kelly Rowland. And Mr. Shu goes on to say, Mercedes just want a song. 
Uh, lie. Spoiler. That was a lie. Yeah. And then we cut to um, Will it? and Terry at their home <laughs> doing a puzzle. Yeah. So Will's like, I'm going to take the kids on a, a field trip. Um, Carmel, vocal general. Um, is their competition for regionals. So he's like, let's go check him out. So he's asking his wife, hey, do you want to come chaperone with me? And immediately she loses it. <laughs> She's like, no, why would I want to do that? It goes into a whole fight about how they do their finances and how she's addicted to crafts. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, she, well, Terry, maybe mm-hmm. if you work more than 12 hours, you'd have some money. Yeah. <laughs> Will, that's the thing. Will was kind of a pushover when it came to Terry, but that's what we call emotional mm-hmm. abuse. Okay. Yeah. Terry manipulated him and gaslit him uh, for like majority of their marriage. Yes. And then after that, we cut to Will in the teacher's lounge and he puts up a sign up sheet for um to wants to chaperone for the field trip with a new direction. And our queen Emma Pillsbury immediately goes and signs up. My problem is why she is pining so hard after a married man. Like, girl, he cute, but hello. Where's the morals? Yeah, I know. She, she jumped on it like way too fast. Thank <laughs> you. No, that comment that Will made that Terry writes him hard. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, but that, that, we're not there yet. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay. Um, and then I, Ken Tanaka is just a jerk. I don't like him. He just, nah. he's a stinky, musty, dusty, crusty, busted mm. excuse for a man. <laughs> why he reminds me of every single man that's ever liked me. Disgusting. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. And we cut to what may very well be the one of the best show choirs in the entire series. Vocal Adrenaline mm-hmm. from Carmel High in Akron, Ohio. So... <laughs> So we get to Carmel High in Akron, Ohio at Vocal Adrenaline's invitation. And Mm -hmm. Rachel and Finn have their like first conversation. And uh, Rachel's like, I think everyone's expecting us to become an item because, you know, you're the hot male lead and I'm the stunning young ingenue everyone roots for. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Well, anybody said that. No one's like, that. That's all you, babe. Mm Mm-hmm. And she starts turning conversation off. You're very talented. And I would know because I'm also very talented. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's where I saw myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, that's where man. I saw myself too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then we cut to Will and Emma. And first of all, 
what kind of how you know we learn later on in the show how rich Carmel High is because who has kielbasa <laughs> and the in the concession stands? I know, like what? Yeah, kielbasa. Like who's serving kielbasa in a concession stand? Yeah, like you know, I understand burgers at a football game, but mm-hmm. Carmel, rich, rich man. Yeah. Yeah, and then we cut to. This is when we get to Vocal Adrenaline singing Rehab by Amy Winehouse. First of all, they killed that. Yeah. Loved it. it. And then we cut to Finn Hudson walking. I don't know where he's walking. I don't know if he's walking out of Carmel. Did they drive all the... Did the football team drive all the way to Akron? Just to pay for him? Well, I mean, it's not like the whole team. I guess just like his buddies on the team. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Whose name we don't know other than Noah Puckerman. We skipped the scene that we, we um, talking about the prostate. Because oh. that's the whole they're going to, yeah. Oh, yeah. Buffer, just so you know. <laughs> Ben's excuse for missing Saturday practice mm-hmm. um, is because his mom is getting, he, she got her prostate out and he has to take care of her. <laughs> it's engorged. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Puck's an idiot. He does not know that women don't have prostates. So he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> okay. But then he knows fast now. Forward. Fast forward. Back to Carmel. Carmel. <laughs> <laughs> Finn's walking around. Um, and then Puck approaches him with a paintball gun and he said, Chicks don't have prostates. I looked it up. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's so funny though. I love Ooh, he him. is. Pay for it. Oh, uh, his lines so good. Yeah. Um. So the whole football team is like cornering Finn on this wall, pointing paintball guns at him, and they're like, "We, sorry, we have to do this because you know you're being gay, doing Glee Club or whatever." Mm-hmm. Like, and then we, cut to, then we cut to Will coming home, and Terry is there, and she has this like congratulations sign. Mm-hmm. And what is he getting congratulated for? He's gonna be a daddy. Good for you, Will Shoe. <laughs> Ew. What? <laughs> <laughs> That scene makes me a little weepy because, I mean, we know what happens, um, mm-hmm. but we, we're not going to say anything about that. Um, nope. Not for a couple more episodes. Um, <laughs> but just the looks on their faces because they're all like so happy. Yeah, that's like the first time you really ship Will and Terry. I know, like I feel so happy for them in that moment, and but I know it's going downhill. Uh-huh. And then so, we cut to, I don't know. Oh, let me check. Some um, stuff I didn't write no song because I wasn't really interested. Yeah. So then Will puts in his two weeks because he's mm-hmm. gonna be an accountant to take Ooh. care of his family. Like why? Of all the things, an accountant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I really don't know. Is that, that's where the money is to be an accountant, don't you? Yeah, you need like a degree in like 
I think like business and math or whatever. Math or something, yeah. I, I, I don't with a guy who was going to be an accountant, but I don't remember what he said that he, he had to major in. But yeah. we weren't even qualified to be a Spanish teacher, though. So. <laughs> oh, so what you got to say? Yeah. <laughs> so he tells the kids, hey, my two weeks are put in. I'm going to find you a good replacement, but this is the end for me, you guys. Mm -hmm. And they're all really sad. I wouldn't be because it's Will. Um, <laughs> they act like he did so much for them in that one week. Exactly. My man don't even play the piano. Brad was the one teaching them the songs. Will could bring music, get us all great and good. But he can't play the piano. He can't actually. That was the only good thing about Sandy. He could play the piano. Yeah. Will can't actually teach the kids these songs without just reading lyrics. Yeah. He's, just, he's not qualified to do the job. That's the moral of the story. And that is the moral of the whole show. Yeah. 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 Um. So then Will is alone on the stage and he sings Leaving on a Jet Plane. By, which is the director's cut, by the way. By John Denver. It's the what? That was the director's cut. I was not in the original pilot. So. And I have, um, I don't know. Okay. Matthew Morrison is not a bad singer. You know, I'm not going to diss people's talent. But that song did not do his voice justice. It was not really a good song to me. I was not a fan. Yeah. It, it was It was like a boring three to four minutes or whatever for me. Oh, you don't. <laughs> and then we cut to... Oh, sorry. <laughs> and then we cut to Rachel asking Finn why he wasn't at Glee rehearsals. And Finn's like, oh, what's still going on? And Rachel's like, I took over. So go. <laughs> and then we meet Quinn Fabray. Like, actually, we meet her. We yeah. meet Captain of the Cheerios, Quinn Fabray. And her friend, who is not named yet. And she, first of all, hi, Finn, RuPaul. Why are you talking to her? straight up from the back you see what type of person Quinn for Bray yeah. is like I said Queen B um HBIC of the school if you don't know what that means look it up on Urban Dictionary try to keep Queen for the kids <laughs> um as clean as we can wiggly um yeah and what happens after that we cut to Finn I think that's football practice already in the Porta potty. Yeah. The football players have locked already in the um, porta potty. And Finn lets him out and he goes into this whole speech on how <laughs> on how he accepts being a loser because everybody in that stinking town of Lima, Ohio is a loser as well. And another spoiler, he does not accept being a loser. But we'll get into no. that when that comes up in future episodes. Wait, season three, Finn? Oh. <laughs> Different person. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to the scene where Rachel's going off on the Glee Club members. Come on, you guys. I've been doing these steps since what she was like. Since preschool. I won my first dance competition when I was three months old. Yeah, that was a lie, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did write down that her green gingham print skirt was really cute. I liked it. I did like the skirt, yeah. And <laughs> in comes when a sweaty musty Finn Hudson and a sweaty Mutsi Artie from from ramming himself into the porta potty door trying to get out. Um and you know Finn has his little speech and he realizes that he wants to do both the glee club and football. He wants to show <laughs> that he can blur the lines. Blur the lines between um this in the social hierarchy of McKinley High. Mm-hmm. And you know, and we and then we go to him, you know, us Artie's gonna bring in the jazz band, Rachel's mm-hmm. gonna do choreography, Mercedes is gonna do costumes, Tina, what can you do? She stutters out and answers, doesn't actually get to say it. <laughs> Poor Tina. Poor babes. Lower. Queen. And then we cut to, oh, did I skip something? No, I didn't. Um, I mean, Emma talks to Will, yeah. shows him his Nationals video. Mm-hmm. Will cries, a tear, a tear. Yeah, also, how did they win Nationals with That's the Way I Like It? Oh, no, I guess it was the 70s. It was the 90s. Yeah, it was the 93 team. Yeah. It was making a comeback. Um, I don't think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They sounded good, but yeah, baby nationals were at different standards. Yeah, true. And we get what will be the most iconic performance and song of the entire series, and it will get overdone as well. Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Um, and we see the Target uniforms. <laughs> Come on, Mercedes. She said, don't you see what I have on? Yes, I see what you have on. And it is a great outfit. What the heck are these? Yeah, um, they were definitely um, up at Walmart. Um, so <laughs> Giving Target, giving Chick-fil-A maybe. <laughs> yeah, not on Sundays though. <laughs> and also, those are the loosest jeans I've ever seen Kurt wear. So <laughs> he will never wear a looser pair of jeans than those. My, and onto that that actual performance, I said, "Who the heck is singing that bass part?" Because ain't nobody mouthing it that that do 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 do. Yeah. Like, who was that? I'm pretty sure it was either Kurt or Ben, but I can't tell. Nobody's actually mouthing the, the part, so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Kurt, yeah. but he's mouthing it, so. Yeah. He, I don't know what he was mouthing. It was like this, I don't even know. It wasn't like a do or a da. I don't know what he was mouthing. It was kind of, it was weird. It's fine. He's a baby. Mm-hmm. Baby Kurt. Baby Chris Colfer. Love him. King. Oh, such <laughs> a king. You know, as I watched the performance, I got very nostalgic, first of all. And then it shows the jazz band. And they all have on these, like, fedoras. And I just thought that was yeah. really cute. And then you cut to um, Sue Sylvester and either two or three of her Cheerios. 
one of the mink went for brave in the balcony, staring down at their performance, just glaring. What are they feeling? The crowd may never know until like the next episode. <laughs> and then we in walks Noah Puckerman and he, you know, he's just glaring, watching his best friend have a grand old time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then they get to the end of the song and they bow their heads and Will starts clapping and he's like, that was great. And that was nine. We we're gonna have to make it a 10 or something along those lines. And he's like, Finn, I bet if we try hard enough, we can have you hit a high knee. I'm like, yeah. okay. Now me, I'm I don't know how to play the piano. I just have relative pitch, so I remember how you know, like the usually remember the starting note of the song of songs. Mm-hmm. So I don't like I can read music obviously, but I don't know how to play the piano, so I don't know what that note even is. <laughs> and then he says, Rachel, you need to be hitting the ones and the fives. Mm-hmm. That's like a dance scene term or whatever yeah I don't know um then that's the pilot and that's that's the episode so it's not really going to like the best and worst yeah okay so starting with smacking my thigh this (laughs) song okay what did you write for best song um this is where we're gonna disagree because i wrote leaving on a jet plane <laughs> wow <laughs> why i so just controversial. I, it just i don't know it calms me down i just feel very relaxed i know it's not matt's best vocal performance but i just mm-hmm. really like it for some reason. i don't know how about you I have Don't Stop Believing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually have Leaving on a Jet Plane as my worst song. <laughs> Mr. Cellophane. Wow. I wasn't, we didn't establish if we were doing like unreleased songs or the release yeah. songs. I just, it's really hard for me to come up with a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, that are like horrible if we're doing unreleased songs then i say where's love oh Ooh. yeah well yeah but just think mr cellophane because you know it's a little bit love you guys. um but and then we have best outfit mm-hmm. I said Mercedes jersey outfit from the first Glee rehearsal. When they're saying it, sit down, you're rocking a boat. I just, I'm a, I thought it was cute. Kind of showed her personality, mm-hmm. loved her hair. It was cute. Listen, it was really hard for me to pick best outfit because all of them just really screamed 2000 to me. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but I picked Tina's outfit during Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. And she had the little space ones. I just thought she looked so cute. Okay. Yeah. Worst outfit. I put um, Rachel's suit, shirt, skirt thing. Mm-hmm. That was hideous. Me thinks. <laughs> yeah, like, at first I wasn't thinking about, like, specific outfits. I was just mm-hmm. thinking about which character had the worst outfits on the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I picked Emma. <laughs> she just had a lot of like really pearls. Like yeah. she wanted work with the outfit. They clash so much. Yeah, her you see the purple one? Because yes, that's what oh, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, babe, what are you wearing? <laughs> her how outfits in the future episodes. She, you know, blouses, pencil skirts, and statement necklaces. Some of them mm-hmm. were hair based. Some of them were, I think, really her hair made the outfits. And that's the only yeah. thing they actually worked. Yeah, like I loved her hair. If she got rid of those pearls, it would it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. Jennifer Mason's hair. It's actually it's, it's so fluffy and stuff. I know her hair is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And now we have best and worst characters. Who's your best character? I picked Sue. Who? Sue. Sue. Okay. Um, I mean, I didn't really know who to pick because I didn't feel like anyone was very standout. Yeah. Have a lot of lines. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't much to work with, but Sue, she was strong right off the bat, and she said some iconic things. So that's my picture. I picked um, Finn as the best character. Yeah. I don't know, like you, like same thing, like you said, we didn't have much to go off of, so it, I just went with Finn because he had the basically the most character development in that mm-hmm. short forty-eight minutes. Yeah, which pilots are usually about an hour, so that's kind of surprising that it's shorter, mm-hmm. probably because of the cut scenes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What did you do for worst character? I picked. Mm. It, it was also uh, a toss-up with Kentanaka. Yeah, I wrote Kentanaka. <laughs> yeah, um, but I picked Puck just because I'm I'm thinking of his growth mm-hmm. and like where he started makes me want to gag. Yes, we didn't talk about it, but for me, for Kentanaka, oh, he had the scene where Emma was telling him that why she didn't want to go on dates with him. Oh yeah, she was interested. And he licks his hand, I believe, and wipes it on her car hand, car door handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, how get, that's how you get hit. That's how you get your. That's how you get your yeah. knocked off. <laughs> yeah, that's the scene that reminded me that he's like every guy that's ever liked me. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. And now we have overall MVP of the episode. Hmm. I picked Finn Hudson. I also picked Because, you know, like I said, he had the most character development in that short span of the episode. Yeah. And honestly, he's the one we got to see the most of in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, not all. Yeah, he was just more self aware um, than most of the other characters. So, seemed like the obvious choice for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's our first episode, everybody. You know, this is this was this was pretty fun so far. And I am very excited to continue this and go on this journey with you guys. And and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bleak Please Podcast and follow our individual social medias that are linked in the bio as well. 
Also, okay, if you want to interact with us, if you want to give your opinions about this episode, if you want to rank your best, worst character, outfit, all that wonderful stuff, literally hit up our email. It's gleekplace at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, we are all about embracing the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're part of the Wattpad community. Yes. And a lot of our listeners are going to be from our Wattpad community. <laughs> yeah. And, um, or if you, you know, feel comfortable, or if you feel more than comfortable emailing us, you can hit us up on Anchor, a website or, or app for podcasters and podcasting. And you can send us voicemails and we can. And if you guys actually do send us responses, then we will talk about them at the beginning of the next episode. So for the formatting for our episodes, we're going to do like ugly episode. And then the next one, we're going to talk about like a TV show musical or a movie musical. And the one after that, what are we doing? It's either going to be another ugly episode or we're going to talk about like fan fiction. Like, oh, yeah. We're going to talk about fan fiction for like a specific character. And I give our yeah, recommendations yeah. and all that. And then y'all can respond to that one too and give your recommendations and then we'll tell the people about them and we'll check them out for ourselves. Well, I might. Emily's got like oh. <laughs> like over a hundred books in her library. Uh that's um, more like I recommendations only, please. I don't want to make an account on fanfiction.net or AO3, because that's just I'm I, that's not where I am. Well, I, I am where was I? <laughs> yeah. Um, so this has been fantastic. Uh, tune in next time. Uh, next episode will be up next Thursday. Yes. And we, do we know what we're going to be talking about yet? No. Probably a movie no. musical because that's the easiest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't know what we're doing. And that's fine. <laughs> we are just going. We're just you know, fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> We're going with a flow. So, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Gleek Please with Emily and Lauren. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Gleek Please Podcast and on Twitter at Gleek Please Pod. And follow our main accounts on Instagram at It's Emily Dick and at Lauren Gitis. That's L-X-U-R-E-N-G-I-T-I-S. Send us your thoughts on the episode and future episodes via email at gleekplease at gmail.com or send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash gleekplease.